it is time to get solar powered this is the solar powered podcast my name is ryan hall from royal hearts coaching royalheartscoaching.com life and relationship coaching for kings and over the past few episodes the the past over a dozen episodes uh give or take a few here um we've had uh, some of my co-authors from this incredible new book project called the great pause blessings and wisdom from COVID 19. Uh, it's going to be available here very soon i believe the release date is going to be in mid-august so we are in the uh we are in the final push we, if we're recording this in in uh, in july obviously but the release date we're uh, we're pushing for is the uh, middle of august and i'm just over the moon excited about it um uh, uh my friend liz hill who has been a guest on this podcast she sent out a a, a draft copy of uh, a draft copy of the um, of the um, of the ebook, and I'm just insanely excited. It just it, like it became really real. And again, like I said, I have one of my co-authors on the on the line right now. Her name is Denise M. Simpson. She's an author, coach, speaker. Kind of sounds like me. Author, coach, speaker, and she is the Courageous Heart Coach. And she joins us now. Denise, welcome to Solar Power, my dear. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to um, to be joining you here today. Uh, to 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 have you on the program here today. We've you know we've had a great conversation here even before we recorded the uh, rolled the recordings. So I'm excited to get started here. But I ask this of all my first time guests: Who is Denise Simpson? So. I am the Courageous Heart Coach. I have come to coaching after uh, 12 plus years in corporate training for the world's largest pharmaceutical companies where I won global training awards. But then I was harassed out of my jobs, moved to another job, was bullied by the old boss who came to the new company. Um, I underwent my soul's transformation after my mom died, the family dynamics changed, and life just went downhill so badly that by uh, January 12th, 2012, my purse was stolen and there was a hit and run accident. I literally ended up on the hood of a car. So you're talking back pain for about four or five months until I finally quit in June of 2012. I just couldn't take anything anymore. I had been commuting four to five hours a day. By July, I was in the bathroom with a pile of pills ready to check off the planet because I just didn't know what my sole purpose was. I didn't know why I was waking up in the morning. I had no job, no husband, no kids. It, that was my dark night of the soul. But from that came my first book, A Muse, Your Self-Writing, and that's on Amazon as a Kindle book. And then I developed a writing program from that through Dairy Adult Ed, and I'm still teaching that today. My students have gone on to become published authors. And I also had been introduced to tapping uh, while in grad school to become a marriage and family therapist. And that was when I was getting separated from my marriage. Most people go to a therapist. I went to grad school and became a therapist. <laughs> so that led me to tapping to heal from my depression, my grief, my overwhelm. And I lost 40 pounds the first year with tapping. I did so much deep healing of childhood wounds. And then I created my second business, which is Awesome Life Coaching. 
because from my darkest place, I went from wanting to kill myself to feeling that life was awesome again and to live fully, to wake up energized, to feel confident, to feel great about myself. And so now that's what I teach my clients. Beautiful. Well, that's a, that's a really powerful testimony at just how important it really is to get connected, as you said, with your soul's purpose as one of the reasons why I created this podcast was to share stories just like yours to help people live a more soul centered life. And when you live from that place, it's, I find, I, I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but I find that life comes at you a lot easier. It's a lot, it, it flows a lot better when you live from that, uh, when you live from that place, when you live from your truth. Absolutely. Connecting up to the soul is easier than people think. You know, some people have the idea it's all this woo-woo, let's sit on a cushion and meditate for 20 years. It's not. It's just taking a breath and pausing and exhaling and listening to what was there in the moment, quieting down all the confusion, all the stress, all the overwhelm, and asking what do I need to do now? Because I had a real moment with that pile of pills on July 26, 2012. And I was actually like yelling at God, if you want to call it that, a source, an invisible um, force. And the message was, Denise, it's not your day to die. And I was like, well, what am I living for? And picture a belligerent teenager. <laughs> And it was like, nobody gets to have the power over you. Only you have the power. And you get to say whether you live or die, and it is not today. And I was so angry because I just was in so much pain. I wanted relief. And it was like, then what's my purpose? And then finally, it was like, a oh, right? And I put the pills down, and I cried. And then I slept for about 14 hours. And the next morning, I woke up, and I was like, so what's my purpose? really angry teenager. But that set me on my soul's healing journey. I turned to Reiki and then became a Reiki practitioner. I turned to hypnotherapy and became a hypnotist. I used acupuncture. I learned about juicing and smoothies and nutrition for the body. And so the connection to soul is just getting quiet and looking within instead of to all the chaos in the world outside. And Ryan, I absolutely agree. When we're connected to that soul or spirit, as I call it, it informs our decisions for our highest good, for the best intentions, for the most loving, compassionate, and peaceful values. And when we connect to those, the struggle, the stress, and the overwhelm can reduce and fall away. And there is ease. There is flow. And if you follow the law of attraction, manifestations just get amazingly easy. Life is a lot more fun. It becomes awesome. That whole, you got that right. Yeah. 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 You got that right. You know, one of my, one of my core beliefs uh, as a coach and as a human being is that human beings are simply souls with skin suits. I mean, if you, I mean, if you think about it, we're, you know, we all, 
you know, no matter what spiritual belief you have, it's still that central spiritual belief that, you know, that, that most of us have and, and that we come from that central spiritual belief. And when we remember that we're simply souls with skin suits is that we were put on this earth for a reason, life really opens up for you. Even when you're, even when you are, you know, in the fetal position on your bathroom floor, looking to swallow a whole bottle full of pills. I mean, it like, it really comes to you if you just still your mind and breathe. That's so true. That is so true. Absolutely. Yes. And, and one of my turning points was back in 2013 when I had the experience of working with Amy B. Martin, who is an inner light healer. And she worked on me for 20 to 30 minutes with energy healing on the chakra system, the energy in the body. And I had the experience of my energy being outside of my body, about like six feet out. And at the end of it, she's like, Denise, how are you feeling? And I was like, and I could, feel, I could tell that my body was, you know, in a chair, but I literally could not ambulate my body. And I was like, I said, I'm so big. I said, how do I get back in? She's like, just breathe. And I was like, no, Amy, you don't understand. It's like, I'm out here. How do I get back in? And I literally, and she's like, just breathe. It took five minutes and I had to keep breathing. And it was that sensation of breathing the energy back into the physical form. And the physical form was so constraining <laughs> compared to this energy field. It was pure energy, pure energy. And then finally, I could actually move my arms and move my legs. And I went to lunch and I literally had trouble talking, but people said I was glowing. I was radiant. They're like, what happened to you? It was profound. So I have had that visceral experience of being soul energy that is eternal, that is infinite, that is molecules dancing is what I call it, right? So much more than the physical form. And well, that's a, yeah, that, wow. <laughs> yeah, I got chills. I, I got chills when you were sharing that because I think, I think a lot of us, when we, when we have that, that um that sort of dark night of the soul that ultimate breakdown when we have that when we have those moments that once we start to climb out of that it's a feeling i think that a lot of us have it might not be the same experience for everybody as it was for you but it's a similar it's a similar path it's a similar um feeling you know Yes. And, and it's so important to recognize that we are being given lessons all the time through life. When people's circumstances and events keep repeating, look for the common cause. Look for the commonality in it because the details, as Ryan, as you're saying, the details may change, but there's habitual programmed patterns from childhood that are embedded in our subconscious that we act out in our adult lives. By identifying those patterns, we can break through them easier because otherwise the stakes just get higher and higher and higher. And then it's that universal two by four. In my case, I felt like it was a six by six, right? 
I knew I, right. yeah, part of me knew that the, the corporate jobs I had as a trainer for the world's largest companies were so toxic to me for years, but the salary was six figures. The, the benefits were great. And it was my, at one point it was my identity. My boss wanted to change my job and I was, I became not enraged. It's not the right word, but I became so upset. And I was like, Oh my God, who am I going to be if I'm not a trainer? That's a wake up call. You are not your job. I had to learn. I was not my job. I became a being, not a doing. So that breakdown, it's like, People need to learn, and my clients, this is what I coach my clients on, life will give us chances to evolve, and change is hard, but guess what? Change is hard only because we fear it, but there is no fear because fear is a future-based illusion, right? So if we can breathe mm -hmm. and connect to the soul and come into the present moment, we can always handle the present moment because we're alive and we do. Yep. Yep. That's kind of why we're here is to handle that present moment. Right. And it's all just the present moment. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, we can handle more than we, we, we think we can. I love that quote from, you know, A.A. Milne was Pooh, uh, Pooh Bear, you know, Winnie the Pooh, you're braver than you believe, you're smarter than you think, and you're loved more than you know. And I'm paraphrasing that. Of course. But we are. We're braver than we believe. We can handle more than we think we can. And, yep. Yeah. And, you know, one, th one thing that I found in, you know, especially with myself and even the people that I work with as a coach is that, is that the, is that the, the germ, so to speak, of, any real transformation is that it is that moment where you're stuck in a hole and you don't know how to get out. I mean, I, it, it, I mean, it's something that I write about in my chapter in, in, in the great pause is that when, when you were, when I was let go from what I thought was my dream job after a month, I found myself looking at train schedules, looking at, you know, wanting to find one to jump in front of. I mean, when you see that kind of, when you have something like that, just kick you square in the teeth. It, like I said earlier, it makes you have to re-meet yourself, capital S, re-meet yourself and just who you are. Yes, because, and, and I so appreciate you sharing that. Um, Life can bring us down to our knees. It can kick us in the teeth. It can, you know, sucker punch us. Uh, life can be really super difficult. There's traumas, there's terrors, there's COVID. I, I write about the courage to evolve in the great pause. And meeting ourselves, as you say, is crucial. I had an identity as a trainer. That's not who I was. Who I truly was was that sausage casing for that spiritual energy that I experienced outside my body and then breathed in. Who I am is a coach and a teacher, but I'm an artist, I'm a gardener, I'm a sister, I'm an aunt, I'm a daughter. I'm so much more, I'm funny, I'm quirky, I'm adventurous. 
that's the being part, right? It's not just the doing. Um, in coming to meet ourselves, we come to meet ourselves with a capital S over and over and over again as we evolve through life. And it's peeling away all that programming I talk about. It's the family upbringing. Who were you? Right. Who were you allowed to be? Who was it acceptable for you to be? And we develop personas or voices: the good girl, the bookworm, the nerd, the athlete, the cheerleader, right? The quiet one, the partier, the jokester. All these are personas and masks, but they not may not be the real authentic the true self self and so the the work of transformational coaching which i think we both do and evolving is stripping away the mass healing the wounds the inner child wounds bringing love into that heart so the courageous heart is all about having the courage to do this transformational work and evolve open up the heart to compassion and love and forgiveness and this is what the world needs now even more so with black lives matter with you know the ravages of covid 19 the economic stressors so having a courageous heart to face the challenges and not hide in fear with no power to affect change that's yeah yeah yeah, no, and I, you know, I, I really appreciate you saying that because everything, so much of this is a choice. We choose to, you know, we can choose to stay focused on the news and watching the numbers tick up, 40 million unemployed, you know, 150,000 dead from COVID-19. We could choose to get sucked into this you know sucked into this void or we can or as you so eloquently put it we can find the courage to choose to evolve and finding just really what we were put on this planet to be not just do but to be absolutely because when we're being compassion when we are being justice when we are being love love is the highest right when we're being hopeful versus being in despair, that's when actions, you know, come from a place, it's compassion in action, right? That's the healing power of it. And then all of a sudden you are a person who's being, let me help my neighbor. I was sick for seven weeks total. I was on my bed for four weeks with no energy to do anything except take care of my cats. And my neighbor was my godsend because she was buying my meds and getting my groceries and not asking for a penny of money at that moment because she was afraid the money was contaminated. But without my neighbor, I would have suffered even more than I was struggling. I was struggling, but I would have suffered even more and who knows what the outcome would have be, right? People uh, were spontaneously creating food banks. Do you need food? Do you need extra toilet paper? It was popping up on Facebook. There is more compassion. There's more generosity in humans. There's more kindness. That's the blessing from the pandemic that we're experiencing. People are waking up to their most highest, lightest, best selves in the face of this. And I fully believe, turn off the network news. 
get your news in a small dose and then turn it off because it's actually traumatizing watching the statistics over and over and over again. The psychology of using red on all the charts is just putting people into a state of fear, which is a very low vibration. And you cannot be empowered and confident in control and in, you know, control your life, but take the actions you need to live fully if you're chronically in a state of trauma and fear and stress and overwhelm. You get stuck in that same spiral and you ended up spiraling down the toilet. Yes. Yes. So be informed, you know, find out what the latest safety precautions are, take the actions you need, but pull yourself up from the downward spiral that you're talking about, Ryan, people can pull themselves up and be more in action again that compassion and action and if everyone does that in their own little way that creates those ripples if you do it for yourself you do it for your family all of a sudden you're impacting your neighborhood people are working for their communities now it's impacting the state and then the country and that's how we change humanity it is one person at a time but it's who can you impact as a being as a person being compassion in action working with the courage in your heart, taking actions you might not have taken before. And it builds your confidence. There's empowerment there. Life just gets so much more full and rich. And there's the connection of the soul purpose because we're bringing the values from the soul into this. It's not from ego. It's not from manipulation. It's not from quid pro quo, right? It's, it's completely different. Yep. Yep. And I, I love how you said that it just gets so much more full and rich. And that is just red meat for somebody's confidence and for somebody's, you know, for their courage and for their, and for their compassion. I mean, I have found that during this pandemic, have we seen the worst of the human race? I believe we have, but we've also seen, you know, we've also seen the best of the human race. We've also seen, you know, celebrities paying for a whole, you know, supermarkets full of groceries. I mean, you know, stuff like that, you know, charitable stuff. It's, you know, we have just, but just putting a human face and a human name to this and remove yourself from the numbers. And like you said, from the red charts, it's going to do you a world of good. Yes. Yes. And that's how we can raise ourselves up. So absolutely. There is, yeah, and, and there has been negativity from humans, but look at the positivity. The celebrities buying grocery stores full of food. Neighbors caring for neighbors. Italian opera singers singing on the balconies because they couldn't hold concerts. Filling the, you know, the spring air. with. Oh, that was so cool, by the way. Yeah. I mean, what a gift. We each have gifts. We each have gifts that we can do in small ways that make big differences. You know, moms and families have been stuck home now with the self, self-isolation and the quarantines and all that. And all of a sudden, you know, all the, the school activities are canceled and the family's not going in six different directions. So it's family meals. So I work with busy moms and professionals and women entrepreneurs 
And yes, it was upsetting at first, and it's a change in the family routines. However, they rediscovered, it's like, we're having family dinners together. I'm getting to know my kids, right? The uh, husbands and wives or partners were becoming more intimate and enjoying rediscovering who they were because a lot of the distractions of busyness that we had was stripped away. So now there's a richer family life. There's nourishing relationships. There's more joy, there's more fun. It's simpler in some respects. And that to me has been a blessing and my clients certainly have said it's a blessing. There's more creativity, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, there, there definitely is. And that's been one of the, that's been one of the big takeaways that my clients have had is just that it, just to just because many of the men that I work with are those busy white collar professionals that are just like pedal to the metal grind, grind, grind. And then when mother nature says you're going to pause, what do you do? Yeah. Do you, you know, do you, keep your same mindset do you keep your same attitude or do you evolve into a richer more well-rounded version of yourself right and that's what the pause is inviting us to i love that you said that it's inviting us to go inward to know ourselves more deeply more intimately if you will more authentically and get to know ourselves in a new way. I think the people, the struggle is when people resist that and they keep that same mindset and they're still trying to operate in this new world, if you will, with the old mindset. That's where the struggle and the battle and the resistance comes in. And stress is so harmful. It's so harmful in the body. It can be the root of so many illnesses. So you know what? Take a breath. Settle into what the heart, you know, what's in your heart? What's the quiet whispers of the soul? What mindset shifts can people make? And then the suffering can lessen, the struggle can go down, they can be more effective in their life. And yeah, it looks completely different. I also want to celebrate that it's, it's brought more opportunities to people for entrepreneurship. There's lots of folks who are discovering whole new talents for these mom and pop businesses um, operating in a different way. It, it, so, you know, it just depends on your mindset and if a person's open to it or not. And yes, it's a change, but that's where a coach like you, Ryan, and myself, we have the knowledge, we have the training, the skills, the expertise to bring people through it on an easier way. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so beautifully stated. So beautifully stated. Um, I, I know we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but talk about what you bring to the great pause. I know we've talked, you know, we've, you know, kind of touched on evolution, evolution um, several times during this conversation, but talk a little about what your chapter is about in the great pause. Yes, thank you. So The Courage to Evolve is my personal story about getting sick late February and then March. By March 13th, I babysat my nephew in Massachusetts. On the 14th, I was driving home 
from Mass to New Hampshire, where I live, and I was getting sicker and sicker with every mile that I drove, and I knew something was definitely wrong. And by Monday the 16th, I was struggling to breathe big time. And I do have a history of bronchitis. I had pneumonia in high school, but this was way different than anything I'd experienced. I was not getting results from the albuterol. I bumped up my vitamin C and supplement intake because again, I have a lot of holistic means at my, um, in my arsenal you know, that I use. So those first four weeks were touch and go. I called the doctor's office on that Monday the 16th and there was panic in the physician assistant's voice and she said, do not come into the office. We will not test you. You don't meet the policy requirements because I hadn't traveled overseas and I wasn't an emergency responder. And it's those four weeks were a journey, a struggle with the medical system because they didn't know what was going on. They were doing their best in some respects to, to navigate this whole new situation. But, um, you know, I had expected to make the phone call to the doctor and be able to go for an appointment or get tested, get some answers. They weren't forthcoming. So I did the best I could on my own at my house. I was prescribed some prescription meds. Um, most I didn't get a lot of relief from. I did finally get relief about week five or six from a steroidal inhaler for my lungs. And it was like, now I could finally start breathing. But I also used an awful lot of those holistics. I read up on the importance of vitamin D for the respiratory system and a bunch of other medical conditions. So even though it was March up here in New Hampshire and it was still chilly, I made myself go sit on my deck and put a blanket around me, but at least got some vitamin D on my face. I bumped up the fizzy vitamin C immune drinks from 1,000 milligrams, which is the recommended, to... 4,000 milligrams, 5,000 milligrams, 7,000 the next day. And then finally, in one day, I drank 12,000 milligrams of an immune you know, support drink. That increasing ramp up of vitamin C and zinc and minerals really helped turn the corner. I also am a firm believer in using essential oils, and I have a professional nebulizer. So Tea tree oil is a natural antiviral, antifungal. It has like six anti components to it. So I nebulize that with peppermint oil, which also helps to open up the lungs, and lemon oil for energizing me because I was my mood was flat. You know, I had no energy. And after the four weeks, that's when I really started turning the corner on the illness, but now I had no energy. I was so weak. I felt like an 80-year-old lady, and I was like, is this what the next 20 or 30 years of my life is going to be like? Because that's not me. That's not my energy. Right. So I had to focus on building my strength back up. So that was the focus. My journey was the mental processes, though, of, oh, my God, do I have COVID? Am I going to die? And then I mastered my mind. I changed my mindset into, I'm not going to die. I am going to recover. I am going to beat the statistics. And this was all in the ambiguity of, do I even have it or not? You know, to this day, I still don't know whether I had it or not. 
However, I will say my sister works at Massachusetts General Hospital and she was treating adult COVID patients and she's like, oh yeah, this is COVID. So that she's a pretty reliable resource. So the, the book's about a person's journey through the mental mindset, through reprioritizing healing the body, through implementing immune boosting practices, smoothies, the supplements, the essential oils, vitamin D, you know, through water intake, through sleeping. If I got tired, I'd napped and I was tired a lot. I didn't fight it. My whole focus became taking care of my body. And the evolution is, you know, I am gonna recover. And I turned off the news and I didn't, I limited my communication with people who wanted to mm, mull over all the scary statistics ad nauseum because just hearing that was traumatizing me. We don't have to keep promulgating all the scary stuff that's on the news. Get the information, but move past it. And I just became so focused on moving forward. So that's what the chapter is about. It is about the courage to evolve. As humans, we need the courage to evolve, to create those communities, to, you know, it's compassion and action. It's opening up the heart and breaking through the defenses. There's a lot in there. Sounds juicy. Sounds quite juicy. It is, and I'm so glad I'm on the other side of it. And now I think my energy is better than it was even before I got sick because I'm taking care, better care of my body. And I have more peace of mind. I have a deeper spiritual connection. So for me, it's all about the soul, the mind, the heart, and the body. So I'm ha I think I'm happier than I've ever been even. I love it. I love it. Just having that staring you in the face and like that monster, that possibility monster staring you in the face and you make it blink. That's a nice, that, that's a nice boost to your confidence. There we go. And I like that possibility monster. Yeah, I faced it. I stared it down. I, it blinked. I did not succumb. We have, we have more, again, it's like be braver than you believe you can be. We're stronger than we know. And, but we have to choose. We have to choose life over death. It goes back to, you know, 2012. You have the power, Denise, you have the power to live or die, and it's not today. And I believe that's the case for most people. We have to live on purpose. Find your purpose. And, you know, your purpose changes. Your purpose is who you're being. So who are you being today? And it might look different than tomorrow. And it's going to look different five years from now and 10 years from now and a decade from now. Right? Yep. Keep yep. reinventing oneself. That's the courage to evolve. Keep rediscovering who you are and it's an inside job. And then you relate to other people differently on the outside. And hopefully they're doing some of the same processes that's how people can have long, happy marriages because it's fresh. You keep it fresh. It's not whole hum. You're not complacent. You're not settling. You're constantly 
choosing to evolve. Yes, and because it's fun to do so. It's it's an exploration. It's with curiosity. It's with inquiry. It's life itself. It's the energy that wakes you up to say, oh my goodness, what can today be? What's going to happen? What's possible now? I think you mentioned that before. What's possible now? Let's find out. That's a forward pulling, right? That's not looking backwards. Instead of feeling the magnetic pull of your bed is like, oh God, what's, what fresh hell do I have today? Yeah, that's the voice of depression. That's the voice of despair. I've been there. I've done that. So have I. Yep, yeah. it's the why bother. It's the nothing will ever change. I don't matter. With COVID-19, I found out how much it mattered. People came out of the woodwork to help me. And that broke my heart open because it was like, oh my God, I do matter. And people do love me. And people that I didn't expect to offer assistance offered and it's because of knowing that that makes me want to open up my heart more and love even more so that i impact others i often say that i love my clients into transformation providing that safe environment for them to do their inner work and find out who they are behind the masks and the voices and the layers it can be pretty tough stuff, but having a compassionate heart, I embody my comp courageous heart with infinite love, with divine love, and then they get to experience themselves in ways that they've never experienced. And that's where the healing comes in. Indeed. And I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up. Denise, how can people find you online, my dear? They can find me on Denise M. Simpson, S-I-M-P-S-O-N.com. I do have a free Courageous Heart gift set on my website. Uh, my email is Denise at DeniseMSimpson.com. And my phone is 603-505-6876. Beautiful. And we'll list all that stuff in the, uh, in the show notes below. Denise, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a real privilege connecting with you. It's been a real privilege being a part of this uh, incredible new book project with you and keep on evolving. Thank you. And this book will help people evolve. It's, uh, it's so important. It's a worthy project that I'm honored to be a part of. And it gave me the opportunity to be meet with you and be with you today, Ryan. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And that'll just about do it for this episode of the Solar Powered Podcast, a presentation of Royal Hearts Coaching. For more information, you can join us. You can go to royalheartscoaching.com, my evolving website, um, soon to be redesigned. Also, you can uh, follow me on social media at Ryan Hall Writes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or just shoot me a good old-fashioned email at ryan at royalheartscoaching.com. But that'll do it for this episode. Until we meet again, this is Ryan Hall saying thank you so much for listening. So long for now. I love you all and go get solar powered right after you wash your hands and put on a mask.